All right, George, thanks so much for speaking. Oh, thank you so much. Great to be here. How are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad. I'm feeling pretty good. It was pretty straightforward to get here. So, yeah, I'm excited. Nice, man. Well, I feel like the first thing I have to ask you is, is um, would you be able to show us a little demo? of? Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, start with a classic I, three by three if you I want. I tend to get uh, the person to scramble yeah. it up themselves. Okay, awesome. Um, people always think I'm cheating otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you get that often? Sometimes people think you're... The cheating do more of like a trick than... Yeah, I get that a lot. I think when you get to a certain stage and when, it, when it's in seconds, people think, oh, there's no way that, yeah, that's not just like them solving it. Um, that's interesting. But yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll do, I'll do a little solve. Yeah, play. Okay, well, there Let's you are. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. Wow. Thank you. Um, yeah, so on average it takes me around like six six point nine or like yeah. like a low seven seconds. So yeah. yeah. It's kinda of hard to progress from there at the moment. I'm kinda of stuck around that mark. <laughs> yeah, six point nine seven seconds. Yeah. So what's your what's your fastest ever time? So I got I got a three point three one. Okay. Mm, which is um wow. it's actually got three years ago now. So I got it ages yeah. ago. So it's been like it's kind of annoying like, to, to get like a really good single solve you have to get like just super lucky like yeah. it's just down to like a really nice scramble okay and then like good turning a good solution essentially mm. um but yeah so I, i'm hoping to break the 3.3 at some point <laughs> so it's 3.31 that's what you got yeah the last yeah, time. yeah so what's the world record how close are you to so that is actually that? like below the current world record yeah. but it needs to be done in competition for it okay. to be like an official world record yeah, yeah. so um so yeah I've, I've got to bring that luck to a competition and yeah. obviously nerves are a factor as well so yeah. um actually right now my best time in competition is only a 5.7 mm. which isn't great um, obviously covid as well i mean i was compete so um so yeah hopefully i'll be able to bring that down as well soon <laughs> that's cool so it's another couple of seconds when you're when you're in a competition yeah why is it apart from is it just nervousness of competing like how come it has a couple yeah, of seconds I, I think because it's such a dexterous event like my your hand your turning speed is so massively important it's imperative to get a good time right so like because like when i'm turning sometimes i'll reach around like 25 turns per second yeah. and like if i can't reach that i'm just wasting time essentially um so yeah like if your hands are shaking in a competition you're if you're a bit anxious then you'll just get a slower time essentially um but yeah and also like just yeah, the pressure um, can make you just a bit slower. Um, but yeah, I'm working on that. I've, I've always kind of had a bit of trouble with nerves in competition. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing thing for me. Some people do better. Um, so Chris Mills, for example, um, he's pretty close to me in the UK ranks. He uh, he is um, he does better in competition sometimes, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. But yeah. He's just a bit less nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, he yeah. just doesn't yeah. care, I guess. <laughs> yeah, which is obviously a better mindset, but it's always meant so much to me that I sort of like tend to get a bit nervous sometimes mm. but yeah perfect okay awesome so yeah for those people those people watching who don't know who you are in terms of your your ability to solve the rubik's cube you know yeah. just and and your your ranking and your records and the competitions you've done and that kind of stuff just can you just paint a bit of a picture of yeah your, of course your i guess i'll just bit, yeah. i'll kind of go from the start so like yeah. i started like six years ago coming up like seven years now so i've been doing it for a long long time um and yeah i just i picked it up i used to be into like close-up magic and stuff like that which is really cool. And uh, and then I just start, sort of picked it up and I just like was instantly intrigued. I was like, oh, I'm gonna learn how to solve it. And obviously I feel like in our generation, it's so so easy, you just go on YouTube and you just sort of learn. So yeah, I just like, I picked up and I just learned, it took me about four days. Um, I just kind of assigned myself to like learn a step each day. It might, did, how, how long did it take you to sort of out of interest? Oh yeah, yeah, so 
we were talking about this before we started yeah. filming actually you heard me so I'm not I'm not like, like a fast method like you but when I went just the most basic method oh I don't know if I uh, how if I'll get this wrong but yeah maybe yeah maybe a few days as well yeah maybe a few days and then you can get significantly faster a few days after that and yeah then, exactly yeah, but I, days, I, yeah. I feel like four days is quite long it's quite a long time compared mm-hmm. to other people so mm-hmm. like, like I've, I've I taught my girlfriend she learned in like a day okay like yeah, I think it just depends but like I think the reason it took me a while because I like assigned myself to learn a step each day so by the time I could solve it I was already like fast at the steps if you know yeah, what I mean so yeah. like I knew like from the get go I wanted to be fast at this mm. so yeah so after like about a year and a half I managed to get top 10 in the world and I was uh, UK champion and national record holder for this one mm. um, and then a couple of years later or actually a few, a few years later after that um, I became uh, UK champion for the main one the 3 by 3 that's mm. all the main one so like if you're if you win this, you're the UK champion. Sort mm-hmm. of overall, they call you the UK champion. Um, but there are obviously other events that you compete in. But like this is like the main one, like three by three. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so a year and a half after you you said first p- ever picked up the cube, mm-hmm. you then became UK champion in that particular one. There. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, UK champion, national record holder, um, and top ten in the world. So it was like it was a pre- pretty like pretty fast progress but like, I was like 14 13 14 so like yeah, yeah. I had the time you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's very quick though right doing it in a, it, a year it was and a half seen as, top 10. it was seen as very quick because I was yeah. also less than nine seconds on this which was oh, wow, okay. also quite fast progress yeah um pe- people did notice yeah it, it was seen as quite fast progress at the time but nowadays because it's been it's been picked up again like and it's had this massive resurgence especially with like lockdown mm-hmm. I feel like that progress isn't as fast anymore but at the time that was Pretty solid. It was pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, that's very fast. And what is? Can you just what is, show us that one now? What is that specific? Yeah, so this, this is called a skew. Yeah. Um, it turns diagonally, so it's like super weird. And I was mentioning this earlier. My mum used to really it used to really annoy her because I'd like leave it around in the house and she'd go to pick it up to mm. grab it and then like <laughs> yeah, she'd accidentally just not be able to pick it up because it kind of turns diagonally. But yeah, so I mean, you can try and mix it up if you want. Um, but yeah. the so the time that got me top ten in the world after about a year and a half. Of cubing was um was a 1.73 uh 1.73 solve which was like 1.73 yeah. seconds well it's very fast yeah it was it was it was pretty solid at the time nowadays that's like nothing yeah, <laughs> um yeah. this this like, event has progressed a lot but um yeah there you go. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> so on average now it takes me around like i've kind of regressed because i kind of given up on this event um but like 2.7 2.6 2.7 so like, on average mm-hmm. um so yeah wow. um but yeah, so like if at that time, that one point seven was a big time for me. That was a big like, I'm. This is my. This is my thing now. I'm gonna continue to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, that year and a half, um, can you kind of run me through how how you became so good in that year and a half? How many hours were you practicing? How were you learning? You know, what was that yeah. year and a half actually like? Like, how did you do this so quickly? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it feels like quite a long time ago now. I don't know if I can be able to get remember everything. Yeah. Um, but YouTube was my life, I remember. So nowadays there are way more like resources out there on like learning, like learning algorithms and stuff. Because that's how you get faster, right? You learn algorithms. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, like there weren't as many resources, but I still, I, I found all the resources. I was like, I was making sure to find every single video on getting faster that there possibly could be. And then just obviously practice. I was, I don't know how exactly how many souls I was doing a day because I don't know how it works out, but I know that I was doing it for like six hours a day at mm-hmm. like some points. And that's that's obviously how you get faster, you just put in the practice, you put in the solves. Um, the way I kind of like like to describe, I think quite a good analogy for getting faster, is an algorithm, as I'm sure because you learned, an algorithm is just a set of moves, a short set of moves that will mix it up and put it back, um, having switched a few pieces. 
So like this is called a T a T permutation. Oh, whoops, um, like that, and it swaps these two edges and these two corners. It doesn't affect the rest of the cube. So you learn these algorithms. So you learn that. Um, so and I know just to solve it, you need to know around like five. I assume you learn about five to learn. Um, and I know up to upwards of around like over a thousand now. Um, so what the, the way you get faster is you learn these algorithms. And I think a good way to describe them is like a really short piano piece. Like it's just muscle memory, right? It's just like, and then you learn like a notation to be able to read the algorithm to execute it. Um, so like, I'm learning an algorithm and it's in my muscle memory, but then I need to like recognize when to use it. So like I'm learn I know all these short songs on piano and then I need to recognize this exact pattern on the cube and when to use them. Mm. Um, and that's sort of how you get faster because then you obviously the more solves you do, the easier it will be to integrate these algorithms into your solves. Mm. Um, and that's how you get faster essentially. Wow, so you know, a thousand, you think about a thousand algorithms. Is that just for one of the cubes, or is this for all of the? I cubes think that's that you can probably solve? across, yeah, across yeah, them all. Across um, them. I know a few. I that's a lot. Like for that's more than normal. So like pe people that people that would be maybe faster than me will know less. Um, but I I kind of I'm quite anomalous in the fact that I actually quite enjoy learning algorithms. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the concept of sort of like learning this new muscle memory, this like new thing that I can that I can just use in a solve. I think mm -hmm. it's I think it's really fun. That's um, interesting. Yeah. So, be, so you know, you think you know a few more though than people who can actually do it faster. Are they learning less but more complicated algorithms then, and you're just learning like a wider set that can? Um, I'm learning like really complicated ones that mm. may, might not even be necessary. Yeah. Essentially, I'm I just know loads because I enjoy learning them. Yeah. These guys, um, they're being able to recognize them faster than I can. Mm. So, like, if if I like just recognize this, you notice you've got like this T shape on top, um, and like. Pretty much, if like someone, if someone knew more algorithms, knew less algorithms, knew they were faster. I guess I'd recognize this TKs faster than mm. I could and execute it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it works. I guess the, the main concept is look ahead, is what they call it. So like, mm. it's sort of planning out your next moves as you're doing your current ones, which means you won't pause. Um, so pauses are kind of what make my solves slower. Mm. Um, so yeah, I pause quite a lot. Is my my problem. <laughs> okay, and. Um so yeah, these thousand that you you know, like, do you have a specific method of how you memorize them, or is it just they just go into your head eventually and muscle memory yeah. over time? Like, how, how are you keeping this many so in your head? So it does. That's a really really good question because it does sort of progress. So like, when when I first learned, sorry, so like, uh, it does sort of progress. So like when I first learned, it was just um, like yeah, just muscle memory, just like, or like or like reading the notation. So if if you don't know, the notation is like R L U. B and they're just like letters for the sides of the cube, so right, left, up, back, front, down. Um, and but like w when I was learning them, I wasn't thinking R U R prime U prime R prime F R T U prime R prime U prime R U R prime F prime. I was just thinking my right hand goes up, my left, my right index does this, like, and then it just sort of gets in your muscle memory. But then once you once you know a lot of algorithms, once you're very experienced, um, you can just sort of like recognize blocks and like the way they move around the cube and you can see what they're doing. Um, it's kind of hard to describe this to someone that doesn't, can't cube themselves, but you recognize these blocks and the way they're moving around the cube and like what's happening to them. And you sort of recognize these triggers as well. You'll, you'll find a lot of RUR primes in a lot of algorithms. So you know that you can just execute this for those three moves as if they're a wrong move. So it's easier to remember. Um, and yeah, you just sort of, that's the way you kind of get fast. You recognize these blocks and these patterns. Mm. And then it makes it way quicker to learn an algorithm because you're like, oh, I, I just do this and then the rest of it is self-explanatory to me. Mm. Um, so yeah. 
Okay. You know, you know when you um, when you're competing, I've noticed that you have this kind of inspection period of like fifteen seconds. Is <laughs> yeah, it? fifteen seconds. So yeah. talk me through what happens during that fifteen seconds. Are you like, are you? Do you look at it and then memorize what you're about to do and go for it, or do you half memorize it and as you're doing it, work out the rest of it as you go? Like, what's mm-hmm. actually happening in that, in that yeah. time period? And then what happens when you actually solve it? What's actually going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think an important thing to note is like when you scramble a cube, chances are that scramble has never been seen by anyone ever. It's got 43 quintillion, 43 mm-hmm. followed by 19 zeros combination. So, like, pretty much I'll have a different solution every time. I think that's quite a common misconception. People think I'm just applying the same thing to a scramble every time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not. That's why. That's why I find it fun to just do a hundred solves because I'm like I'm doing something different every time. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, so the inspection period, I'll be planning out just the first step. Um, sometimes I can sort of see a couple of stages into the second step, but um, but yeah, normally just the first step, which is the cross. The cross is the first step of the cube. So if I were to mix this up, um, I'll, I'll build the cross. So the the cross I do I'll do on green this time. So I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five. I, I messed it up, but there you go. So I did, I, that's the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of forms the foundations of the cube. Mm-hmm. And then in inspection, I'll see the cross plus the first sort of block um, or second. But you notice how I've, I've made this block in between these pieces on this cross. Mm-hmm. That kind of, if I do that three more times, I will have made the first two layers. Mm-hmm. So rather than doing a layer by layer like a beginner, I do the first two layers in one go. I do it in mm-hmm. one step. So I do like that, 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 and then I'm doing the whole of the f- first two layers in awesome. one, like one go. Yeah. Um, and then the last step, um, I tend to do it and actually I can probably do it in one step a lot of the time, but normally it's two steps. They call it OLL and PLL, mm-hmm. orientation of the last layer and permutation of the last layer. So the orientation makes the whole top face the same color. Mm-hmm. And then the permutation just switches a few pieces around that are, rema- that are remaining. Um, so yeah, and like if you want to be at a decent speed, you should be able to execute that OLL and PLL, mm-hmm. uh, each of them individually in less than a second, mm-hmm. which is like obviously it means you need to have really good turning speed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and obviously what my last layer, so that last part, those last two steps, that's definitely my best step on the cube. That's mm-hmm. my fastest one because I can turn quite fast, and I'm quite good at recognizing, quite I'm quite at seeing into the next step, mm-hmm. so I can do the like the two steps kind of in one step because I just don't pause in between. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Is there much disagreement about the best um, algorithm strategies to learn between the kind of you, you guys at the top of this of the speed human community? Is there much disagreement, or do you all kind of know this will be the best thing to do? These are the best ones to learn, and then it's just you can do it the fastest. Like, yeah, well, how's yeah. That so there are two main methods. Pretty much everyone uses CFOP mm. cross, which I showed you the first two layers solving the first two layers, and OLL and PLL. Like I showed you the two steps at the end. Um, that's pretty much what everyone uses. But the person that came third at the World Championships, uh, the last World Championships that happened, they used a different method, which is Roo, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. And it, it actually is a crazy good method. And actually in the UK, he doesn't really compete anymore, but one of the former like UK national record holders and like just the best overall by like seconds, he was like the best. Um, Alex Lau, he used that method as well. And it's called Roo. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's sort of better is because it's got a way lower move count. And actually less algorithms as well. Mm. So to be fair, it's kind of hard to describe it as like not better than the method that I use. Mm. But I think just the reason is because there's way more resources out there on CFOP mm. on the mm. method that I actually used to solve. Um, but yeah, Roo is like the. I think the main thing that like makes it not as good as CFOP is also the fact that you can't 
like learn more algorithms to get faster it's that you sort of stuck to this like sort of like 50 algorithm range mm. um but you can still get really fast with it but as in yeah it's sort of different and then also uh it's, called, it's kind of harder to recognize so you can't like you're, you're more likely to pause in a resolve so even though it's less move count you'll be pausing which kind of averages out the time if you know what i mean um so yeah like i think mainly everyone's like yeah cfops the best method mm. yeah see if it's the best method and like i'm i'm lucky enough i've actually been able to kind of find out some like new like subsets for the stuff that kind of links it a bit more with like the root yeah. the, the other um the other sort of method to solve it which means like now it's cfops kind of been seen as like the best one mm. yeah that's cool i think a lot of people don't realize there's all these different variations of these cubes mm. the, the two by two and it goes all the way up yeah. to seven by seven is that yeah that's right yeah. so yeah in a competition yeah. so yeah three by three nine six on each side the regular one that's mm. the one that was released in the 80s mm. um now in, in you can compete with ones up to 49 stickers on each side yeah the seven by seven Brilliant. um yeah, yeah. so so yeah uh I mean, i've only brought a few here yeah. so yeah the three by three is the main one yeah. um everyone sort of this one they're familiar with yeah. uh, the two by two everyone assumes is like super super easy and it is mm. sort of easy but it's a lot harder than you'd expect it's not like you could just like keep on turning it and it'd solve itself mm. um it's still got i think like three million combinations or something okay. like that yeah, so it's yeah. still you can just like keep on turning it it's significantly solve. less though than the other one it's amazing isn't it? what, you just significantly less piece, yeah it's amazing and then like oh, this okay. has like significantly yeah. more okay. than the three yeah. by three do you know so. how many a four by four or five by five has <gasps> i i wish i did i yeah. it's a stupid number that's yeah. what i know it's like it's one that we can't even comprehend yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, even 43 quintillion is ridiculous yeah. Yeah. like um but yeah so a two by two has like three million and on, i have the national record for this one um this one on average taking you or in competition, it was 1.57 seconds on average. So obviously it is kind of a lot easier. Um, but yeah, so as, as you're talking about inspection time, two by two inspection time is very, very important because with, in two by two inspection time, you'll be planning out the entire solve. So like I could do it without looking like maybe, yeah, oh, maybe one oh, nice. But yeah, so like you just sort of plan the entire solve yeah, out an inspection yeah. and then just do it, which means if you, you can turn fast, it's you, good. You plan that all just before you did that and then memorized it and then did it. Yeah. yeah. And how long yeah. did it take you to plan that? Was it just like a second? Or so, I mean, <laughs> the, I looked at that for like yeah, like five seconds. But yeah, like yeah. The, the better you get, it's called one looking because yeah. you're doing the whole solve with one look, yeah. sort of. Um, yeah, like the, the faster, like, the, sorry, the, the more you do it, the faster you'll be to be able to like, plan out the whole solve and inspection. Mm -hmm. But normally, like, you want to try and find the most efficient one, right? You, the one with the least moves. Because um, there'll be different different sort of solutions you can one look in the inspection. So I tend to use my full 15 seconds of inspection to look for different solutions. Mm -hmm. And then I choose which one is the most efficient. Then I'll use that one mm -hmm. um, to, for, for the solution. Um, and, it, like, 2 is a weird one as well because, like, turning is so important. It's such a short event. Like the faster you turn, like it's it's just a huge part of the solve. Mm. So actually, sometimes I might go for a higher move count with better, like more ergonomic ways to turn over something that's more a fit more efficient, but like slightly slower to turn. Mm. If you know what I mean. So yeah, there's like there's a lot of like little like idiosyncrasies in the two by two. And that's why it's actually one of my favorite events um just because I, yeah i think there's a lot more that can be explored with this yeah mm. so in that 15 seconds you're weighing all these things up very quickly mm -hmm. decide, yeah there's a lot that goes through my head go for it. yeah oh, that's amazing so you competed in, in all of these different sized cubes so two all yeah, the way up to seven all the way to seven what yeah. else you've got this 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 thing here any so other unusual ones or? yeah so there are yeah. so there are 18 actually 18, uh, 18 yeah. different official events so yeah there are loads and there's there's one-handed yeah. um on average that one takes me like 12 there's Blindfolded, which I'm terrible at. 
Um, but that one's incredible. So people do it blindfolded, and like the world record for that is like 14 seconds, mm. which is crazy. And that's including the memorization time. So they memorized it in about six seconds. That's including the kind of inspection period. Yeah, total. yeah. So, oh, okay. so for blindfolded, like the inspection is obviously part of it. So yeah, like yeah. that's included in the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Tommy Cherry who holds that holds that world record, and it's yeah. ridiculous. But for that, it's completely completely different method because obviously you can't just memorize. I only memorize the cross when I'm doing a regular mm. sighted solve. So to do it blindfolded, you have to like assign a sticker to each letter on the cube mm. and like memorize in cycles using a buffer. It's, it's, it might go over a lot of people's heads, but it's hard to explain like without using these terms. But like you use like, yeah, you assign a sticker to each cube and then like you memorize this like long set of like, of nut of like um, letters and you like assign them to pairs. Mm. So like, let's say if I like scrambled it up, I had like B to C to K to S or something. So it'd be B, C, K, S. So like, just th think of like a letter pair. So these Bs, as what I'd imagine, like there's a visual image, these Bs are kissing. And then like, that's how you'd like create this long image. And then you blindfold yourself and memorize this set of letters. Oh, that's interesting. That's like the method of loci kind of like- Exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. How long is the story that you're, you're, you maybe have to set yourself roughly uh, each time then? You're saying you, you imagine this and imagine that. How long yeah. can it go on for? Uh, It'll be between like fifteen to twenty-five, I think, mm. digits. I, I really, I've don't, I'm not very good at blindfolded, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it'll be like fifteen to twenty digits. Wow. So it's fifteen um, images, or it's, it's, there's a pair. Of, so, a, so those are the digits yeah. themselves. So yeah, yeah, it might it might only be like six actual okay. things that you're yeah. memorizing. Yeah. Or, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's an amazing event, and yeah, they do That's multiple awesome. blindfolded as well in competition. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my friend Stephen Kearns holds the national record for that. It's yeah, yeah. Thirty-three out. Of 32 out of 33 or something like that. Oh, wow. So within an hour, you have an, you're allocated an hour and you have to solve as many as you can um, blindfolded. But like, oh, so you, you have to memorize all of them, oh, put on your blindfold, then solve all of them. And he only missed one out of 33. He only yeah. missed one out of How 33. How far was he off the, the, uh, the one he It was missed. something like, just, uh, yeah. let me just do a solve and sort of show you, because it was ridiculous. It was like, it was like two moves off or something, or like two pieces off, I, uh, but yeah. Oh, I messed that up. One sec. This is very long song. Um, it was something like that. Mm, so okay. just like two oh, edges that are yeah, in the yeah. correct place, but just flipped. Just flip them around. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you need to like learn algorithms and stuff like that as well yeah. when you do blindfolded. Um, but yeah. So yeah, blindfolded is crazy. Um, they used to do it with their feet. That's been disqualified as an event. I'm so glad about that. Okay. Why was that disqualified? Like, uh, I just, lack of popularity. Yeah. And I think it gave it a bad name. Like, a like I think it made it more of like this nerdy, weird sport mm. in the press. Mm. And I, as someone that's like quite involved in the press with the Rubik's, um, like, I don't like that. Mm. <laughs> so I'm glad they sort of removed that as a WCA event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have like that, and there's a square one as well as another event, and that's really hard to explain without having one. But it's just, it's like, it looks stupid. It's just like, it, it's got loads and loads of different pieces, and it like moves. You can only do 180 degree moves like on one side, and then you can do like small moves on that side. Mm -hmm. But that one's like really hard. Um, there's also a Mega Minx, which is 12 sided, a dodecahedron. Mm -hmm. um, we've got some really fast people in the UK at that. Um, and yeah. There are, I'm, I feel like I'm missing out a couple of others, yeah, but yeah. oh, and four x four and five x five blindfolded as well. Mm. I do those, um, but yeah, a lot of events. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. This this three by three. So you, you say you can do that one handed in about eight seconds. It's twelve seconds. Twelve seconds. Yeah, yeah. We're here to mix it up and yeah, see, no worries. Uh, yeah, see yeah. How we get this one. Yeah. So um, yeah, one, one handed is like 
it's not that like hard to get like fast at because obviously it's just the exact same stuff you're doing on three by three. Yeah. And if you're quite efficient, then oh, you, ha- you, haven't, g- you haven't given me a very hard scramble. <laughs> you want to do it more? Yeah, do it yeah, more. Yeah, do it it's, it's got a lot of blocks. Yeah. That's funny. The reason I kind of stopped after a few is because of those permit. Like we say, there's so many permutations. I thought after after a few, it yeah. you know becomes so mixed up, but maybe not. You but have to go the, a bit I further. can still see a lot of blocks there. It's, oh, okay. It's is interesting. That, is that blocked? Like just yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. And it's a common misconception that like people are like, oh, I want to get it like no no pieces of touching on the same side. Yeah. Like, you can't really do that. Um, right, hopefully that's a bit better. Yeah, that is uh that's you've given me a really like hard scramble now. <laughs> Which is yeah, that's good though. Um Oh whoops. Um, but yeah, you're allowed to use it. You're allowed to use the table, so I often use that as a, like an excuse to mm-hmm. like sort of use it. If you're, I, I, I think it sort of helps me a lot. The best in the world, Max Park, he uses the table a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. So one handed is also quite a fun event. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. I was going to ask about this this five by five. So I, I a few years ago, I bought my dad after he lent three by three at a four by four yeah. one, um, which I think he was pleased about, and also. Bit upset because he knew he had many hours ahead learning that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I, I was asking him the other day actually how much how much more difficult he, he found it. He said at the start he thought it was going to be a hundred, you know, ten thousand times harder, but then realized there was only a few mm-hmm. extra I mean, algorithms you need to solve it. How much harder do you find each of these cubes as they jump up another extra square on each side to, to learn I, the difficulty? I actually I think that the seven by seven is unnecessary, personally, because I think it's just the exact same as a five by five, just mm-hmm. With you, you don't need to know any more algorithms. You just use the exact same initiative as you would in a five by five, just on a seven by seven. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of it. I feel like it's just not needed, and it takes up a lot of time at competitions, like because it's obviously a huge event. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so like I think it's actually kind of easy because you're just most of the time on these big cubes, you're just reducing it to a three by three. So you're like, notice how like all the, these. So if I like mix it up like this. Notice how this is actually just a three by three technically. So like these are the centerpieces that like are on the same on each side. Like you've got the um, these centerpieces. Like you just use those. Um, so you, like what you do is you like when it's actually properly scrambled up, you reduce it to a three by three and then solve it. Um, the only thing you can go like you can have trouble with is parity. Um, so like imagine like these two because they're the exact same piece. If I put this one here and this one here. That actually causes a problem for the rest of the cube. You might have something like this, which is like a flipped edge, but a single flipped edge. So if I were to solve it now, it's going to look like so close to solved, but not quite. So hopefully this will take a bit less time than the last one. <laughs> um, I need to make make it like solved without. Um, there we go. So like. Literally the whole thing is solved apart from just mm. these two, which like looks crazy. It looks mm. like so close to solve, and that's because like you have these centerpieces that like look the exact same, and you, you can't avoid this. Like it just, you get it like half the time. Mm. Um, so yeah, you, you might. That's the only trouble with like the big cubes. You might have this, mm. but the actual method of learning and like 
in terms of like a step up from a three by three, really not, really not bad, mm. not bad at all. What about sorting that out from there? Then is that so that that's a bit of an issue to sort yeah. it out? It's not as easy. I think my dad said this as well. He said that uh, you learn these algorithms for the four by four, and most of the time it works, but every now and then it may just fall into a circumstance where it's screwed and he has to start again. Yeah, so kind of like thing, unless he learns more algorithms, it, exactly. Really so you just have to learn the long algorithm, and it is long. It's like. Like that's that long to fix that edge, and then yeah. and then you have the rest of the cube to solve as well afterwards, like a three by three. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously just a three by three solve, so it's not too bad. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it is a tr it's trouble it's troublesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to just like learn this long algorithm to solve mm -hmm. it, and the same thing is on square one, the really confusing one, which I didn't know how to explain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have parity on that one as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, those are sort of most of the events uh, that I can think of. But yeah, it's, it, it, uh, I like that there are a lot of events. I think it means like if you're kind of getting bored of one, you can sort of branch out and like find out something new. I think it's quite, it's quite fun. Awesome. Okay, cool. So let's go back to um, earlier on. So you said after a year and a half, that's when you got the record in yeah. that cube there. So so how old were you then and, and what's been the story since with, with your cube in since that year and a half? Okay. After you started? Yeah. So that was, so I started in like 2015 mm -hmm. and then... It was late 2015, and then it was early 2017 when I, when I like, that was like the year and a half when I got good at this and I got those um, achievements. From then on, I just went to more competitions. Yeah, mm -hmm. I went to more competitions, and I got, oh, actually straight after this like big achievement, I got sponsored, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. um, I got sponsored by this brand; they're really good. And then about t about a year later. I got on TV, so it was when I was um, just at, at the UK Championships 2018. Horrible competition for me, I didn't do well at all. Didn't even make the final for this one, which is crazy, because like, so UK Championships 2017, I came third in this. 2018 didn't even make the final, and 2019 won. So it just shows you got like, you got, you got, you got to never give up if you want to sort of get better. Um, but yeah, so like about a year after like my achievements on this, um, I had like this great sponsor and stuff. Um, I, I just someone just asked me to, if I wanted to go on BBC Breakfast tomorrow, in Manchester, and I was in Stevenage. I was like, um, okay, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go tomorrow. Um, they, they got me like a hotel and stuff, so it was like it was okay, but it was like still, I, I'd never done anything like this before, and it was live on B BBC. I was like so overwhelmed, but I just thought I might as well. Um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm a fairly confident person, and I'm, I'm, I'm obviously very enthusiastic about this, so. I was, um, I was I was very excited, but like I'd never done anything like it before. Um, so yeah, I just went went on BBC Breakfast, and it went great, went really well. Um, it's on YouTube if anyone wants to see. Like it's just me, it's, it's me looking very young with uh, very short hair, talking about uh, just cubing, and it's it's quite it's a fairly long interview actually. I was surprised by how long it was for just a BBC um, Breakfast interview. But then after that, I was approached by the Rubik's brand themselves, which was amazing. It was a huge opportunity for me. And uh, they had some lovely people running it, um, but there were, you know, they, they, they like at this time they were quite disliked by the Rubik's like the cubing community, by the fast speed cubing community, because they just sort of were a bit outdated. I feel like, um, and like I, I like that they really just took me on board and they were like, we want you to help us because you're you are the speed cubing community, you represent it, and I feel like you could like help us hugely with this. Um, with just like getting bigger on social media and just getting more liked by the cubing community. Um, so yes, yeah, so now I started just doing a lot of collaborations with them. Did a load of stuff, um, just like like pop-up shops in Covent Garden was really cool. Um, like some world record attempts. Um, 
just yeah, I, I, I just ended up just doing a load of work with them. I did, and I did, actually did work experience, work experience with them as well, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a week long work experience in London, um, which is away from home for me at the time because I wasn't at uni yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I, just, I had an amazing time, and I just continued to work with them. And then I sort of was offered this amazing ambassadorship. So I was the first person to be the, an actual Rubik's ambassador mm-hmm. for the brand, which was amazing. And uh, so then they, I sort of had to stop my current uh, like sponsorship, which was fine because. They never really, all they ever did was sort of give me cubes and they didn't really do anything that was like so influential and like such, so like mutually beneficial that I was doing with Rubik's. So mm-hmm. I sort of stopped that and started doing just work for, for, work for Rubik's and then I, be, I was a Rubik's ambassador. And uh, I even like did like some social media like takeovers before. So I did like stuff for their Instagram, stuff for their TikTok. And uh, they were super thankful and I feel like they, they got some new employees for social media. Uh, this guy called uh, Perry, he's lovely. And uh, he just really turned it all around. And now, now Rubik's are doing great, and they're loved by the speaking community. Mm-hmm. And they're even supporting like loads of like international competitions this year, which is massive. It means Rubik's are really, really integrated with the Rubik's community suddenly. Mm-hmm. And they're also, you know, they also now have tens of ambassadors. They have like twenty or so ambassadors, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And they're all super fast. They're like the fastest in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're ambassadors for the brand. So now everyone's like, oh, Rubik's are good. They're like part of the community. Mm-hmm. So it's been really nice feeling like I've sort of. And get, I've, I've sort of made that happen. I've sort of uh, instigated that, which is which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, after that year and a half, I just sort of was just cubing and then just sort of doing stuff for Rubik's. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just kind of been doing that since. Nice, that's cool. And I think I saw a, a YouTube clip the other day of you for like an advertisement for, I think you've got the watch there now. Like yeah, I thought, I thought I'd wear G-Shock it for the intro. I don't, t- I don't typically wear it. Um, okay. It's a G-Shock, yeah. it's a G-Shock watch. Um, yeah, it's, it's really nice. They're limited editions. There were like only like 150 of them um, That's cool. in the UK. Uh, so I, what I went, it was actually crazy. It was such a surreal experience for me. This was on the 9th of February, so that must have been a couple of weeks ago. Um, cheers. And, uh, and yeah, so like my face was on Carnaby Street. It was unreal. Yeah, it had like a screen up like right outside the G-Shock store yeah. in Carnaby Street and my face was on it and I was like, what? This is crazy. crazy. Um, like, uh, so like, I'm so, I was sort of like the ambassador for like the Rubik's G-Shock collab, um, which was like so weird. <laughs> I, I never expected that. Yeah, um, but like cool. the, the pictures of me that were on the, like in, on Carnaby Street, they were from this shoot I did for G-Shock and Rubik's mm. um, back in December. Which I did with um, the, we are create we are the creative, which is like a really nice like a PR agency. Mm-hmm. They just like they, they did it all for me, and um, they just they, like it just came out so well. I don't know if you saw, but like there's a shot of this guy on a mountain bike doing a flip mm-hmm. over me that's while I'm solving. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Which is and it's like such a great piece. Like yeah. it came out so well, yeah. and um, and yeah. So like I but I didn't expect I'd be on Carnaby Street. I didn't expect that footage to be on Carnaby Street. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so like for the launch, they had this massive queue, and I was like signing cubes and stuff. Oh, really? It's like crazy and like my i never thought my signature would be worth something but people are selling it for more with my signature on like um because obviously it's like a big reselling market because it's a limited edition product um so yeah yeah so that that was really fun nice nice and you've got anything else coming up like any other partnerships or uh Mm. things like this any other projects uh not that i know of they're they're always very spontaneous these sorts of things and that's what i sort of like about it i don't i don't actually have a job right now i used to work at hollister Mm. uh, and then i stopped um I used to work like on Regent Street. It was quite, it was, it was all right, but it, I live in Peckham now, so it's like super far from me. So mm-hmm. I sort of stopped. Um, 
but like yeah that's what I sort of like about my work is because it's just so inconsistent mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite fun suddenly I'll have this massive opportunity out of the blue and then, I'll, then, then my, rent, my rent will be fine mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but like I'll be like on the edge of not being able to pay my rent and I'll be suddenly have this one opportunity and it'll be fine okay, um, so but it's really good yeah yeah so yeah yeah. <laughs> nice man and the other thing I saw that was cool was you on the um, the Royal Institution Christmas lectures yeah that was a long time ago that was yeah. cool um, did you get to speak to Hannah Fry much? She's uh, yeah I spoke to her before school. yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I, I assume yeah you probably know more about her than I do I didn't really know much about her going in but I'd actually read a book by her I don't know what it was okay was, but, it, about, what, was it like a, I think picture in it it's got like a kind of green and yellow front cover it's about AI and yeah it's, it's about AI robots society. and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. yeah it was really good um but yeah, so I, I knew of her, I didn't know like, much of the stuff she did. And yes, yeah, so that, that Royal Institution Christmas Lectures, that was brought up to me. Actually, that was kind of, I was a Rubik's ambassador, but it wasn't, actually, I don't think I was an ambassador yet, I think that's why. But yeah, it wasn't brought, brought to me from Rubik's, it was actually brought to me from a fellow competitor, or a delegate at a competition, mm-hmm. and he just recommended me, I think. Mm. Um, I don't actually know exactly how, I, how that happened, but um, I remember just suddenly I was CC did an email about, the Christmas lectures and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely do that. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. Um, and there was that robot there that solved it in like 0.4 yeah, seconds. I mean, that's like just crazy. Yeah, so they, and yeah. that's made out of Lego. That's yeah. what I don't get. Oh, it's made out of Lego. Yeah, it's made out of Lego. Yeah. So these people are just like yeah. making these amazing, like, I mean, the software is probably the most impressive part, right? But yeah. I, I guess both of it is just massively yeah. impressive. The part where they can yeah. make this thing turn at like 30 times per second or whatever, and yeah, also yeah. being able to work out a solution that's like 20 moves. Yeah. Like, oh, it does, so it does it in a seriously small amount of moves as well? Like, can yeah. work it out perfectly? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's yeah. nothing like a CFOP solution. It's just like, okay. turns, turns, like, I, I cannot understand. Oh, it's sort okay. of like, so, oh yeah, so another event that we compete in is Fewest Moves. Mm-hmm. Um, fewest Moves competition. So, like, I don't know if you know, but God's number is what they call it, is 20. So like okay. any, any like scramble can be solved in 20 moves or less, mm-hmm. um, which it's, is crazy. Every, every time you scramble the cube, it can, mm-hmm. there's all, it can always be 20 or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, wow. normally less. So like normally like for this, it's probably like 18 moves away from being solved, mm-hmm. but there's no way I can see that, <laughs> which is super weird. Like, for, but yeah, like when I do a CFOP solution, mine tend to be, and mine, mine are pretty like efficient. Mine are like 50, mm-hmm. 50 to 60 moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but for fewest moves, people are doing it in like, like low 20s mm-hmm. so like people are like almost wow. at god's number yeah. so my best in competition is 25 which isn't too bad that's like a pretty solid mm-hmm. solid time um not time like mm-hmm. move count yeah, yeah. um but yeah so i this i this like robot i guess was doing the same sort of methods as these amazing fewest mm-hmm. moves people and actually um harry savage he held the world record for a bit recently. Yeah. He got a 17 move solution, oh, wow. which is yeah. insane. Um, yeah. But then he got taken. He got taken recently. But yeah, like yeah. that's insane. So like, UK competitors yeah. held the yeah. the world record for it, which is really cool. Oh, that's amazing. So this this machine, you think that it's just got in the bank? I guess so many more algorithms. Like you know, a thousand, mm-hmm. right? But do you reckon it's 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 learned significantly more, so it can get closer and closer to yeah. God's number? I, I, any, to be honest, it's absolutely beyond me. I, w- I wish I knew yeah. and I wish I could explain it because that it's absolutely insane. Like, mm-hmm. And this, the person that's obviously created it is the brains behind it. He's insane yeah. for being able to create this software that can scan a cube yeah. and then know how to solve it in like, yeah, in like 20 moves. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the, the one, the method they use is tends to be domino reduction is what it's called, yeah. which is like, I don't, I don't even know how I can replicate it on a cube. But they sort of, um, let me see, they, they'll sort of like reduce it to being like, um, like, like 
only double times away. Mm. So like U2, L2, U2, R2, U2, like they'll like reduce it to that. For some reason, that's a quite an efficient method of doing it mm. at the moment um, for fewest moves. But yeah, it's, it's insane. I, I wish I understood the, like, the robotic stuff because yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I wonder how quick that'll be able to get to in a, in a decade I mean, or something like that. There are already less than a yeah. second, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you'd be able to get it down to 0.2 or 0.1. Yeah, or I, 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 I wonder what the limit is. I mean, that, that's always a great question is what the yeah. limit is. What's like. the limit? Yeah, so what, yeah what, do, what do you guys think about um, about that? So the world record now, you said is 3.47 in the competition. How low do you think that can go? I think you can go under three seconds. Is that like the always the question? Is it something like can someone be under three seconds? Yeah, I mean, I've I should have like it. There are times where I've been very close and I've like messed up to getting it under three second time. They're, they're, and they're the the unofficial world record because mm-hmm. um, it wasn't in the competition. It's like a two point six two or something like that. Yeah. And uh, not now multiple people because like obviously over lockdown I had this resurgence. Now there are like cr- like loads and loads of like young kids that are just crazy yeah. fast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now there are quite a few instances of sub threes. Yeah. Um, and actually, awesome. there was, the first of three was actually about three years ago now, or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's been it's oh, okay. been so that it's way been for a, a while. So maybe yeah. sub two is that pushing it a bit too far? Like I guess I, I don't not see that happening for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. what you'd need. Like you got to think about it like this. You'd need a less than God's God's number mm-hmm. solution, mm-hmm. or or you need a God's number solution at over ten times per second. Yeah, which is that's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah there's not, uh, not with CFOB. I, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there'll be like this crazy new method that people will find out yeah, yeah. and they'll be able to do it fast. But do you yeah. know if there's do you know there's people do you know if there's computers being used to work out new solutions that then come into the community? Like you said that this this guy does what was that? Um, it's called R or something. It's a different Rue. It's a method. Rue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are people ever are programmers or anything like making trying to work out any new solutions that then come yeah. into the community like how did that routing appear or is that yeah. just someone figuring it out like it's just like a method yeah like it's just like the main two methods i guess yeah. so like just see fop and root i feel like there won't be actually meta was recently created which mm-hmm. is like very also very efficient mm-hmm. but like only one guy sort of like you like utilizing it right now yeah. and it, no one's got no one's getting like crazy fast times on it yet yeah. but i can definitely see that becoming a method so yeah you're right there are yeah. people but I've, yeah. they're not actually using like computer like mm-hmm computers to find this out they're just yeah. sort of i think the best way is just intuition you just sort of scramble yeah. a cube and you're just like oh this kind of could work like this method could make sense yeah. um but then obviously to, to generate algorithms you can use a computer i use computers mm-hmm. computers to, gen- to gener- generate algorithms it's called cube explorer okay. just download it on your laptop it's free it's quite yeah. easy to get and then you can like so you, there are two ways to do it. you can either, you can either put in like a set of moves and then it will do it to the cube then it'll show like a solution or you can paint so you can like set like show what so like I could go like show what the cube looks like. Mm. I could like paint this one blue, this one blue on a solved cube on the thing, and then it would like show me the best solution, the mm. fastest solution. But it, it will give you loads of them, mm. so it's really nice. So you can like find out which one's the most ergonomic for you and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you, yeah, you like you say you just like you like learning them for fun. All these all these extra ones. Do you think you know the most? Maybe out of all of these, that's something you're specifically interested in, right? It's like yeah. maximize the number of. Yeah, Does yeah. I mean, more algorithms than the lot I don't think in the world. Yeah. Um, maybe in, yeah, maybe in the UK. Yeah. Like I know, yeah. I know a lot, but it's also because it's across a lot of different events. Because I've like yeah. spent a lot of time two by two, two by two movies, a lot of algorithms as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, to, to get to like less than two seconds, you need to know a lot of algorithms. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'm definitely up there in the UK for sure. Mm. Um, and then in the world, I don't know. There are quite a lot of people that have like learned a lot. Mm. Um, they're, they're like the obvious sort of like next step in terms of knowing like a huge amount of algorithms is just to like 
learn like just the whole of last layer in one go. So like you saw the first two layers and imagine you just do no matter what the whole of the last layer in one go. Like that'd be insane, right? Mm. You, just do it, you just do one algorithm. Mm. Um, and But that's like 1,500 algorithms in itself. So I'd need to learn loads on top mm. of what I already know. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, don't know if that's happening anytime soon, but yeah. there are people that are sort of close-ish. Like it's, it's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the problem with that also is recognition. Like you need to recognize this one case out of the 1500 or yeah 1500 that you mm. that there possibly could be that's mm. insane <laughs> so, yeah, yeah very quickly before you go that's that's, that's difficult um mm-hmm. like if you don't practice some of these algorithms do, do you forget them or, like how, how often will you have to recycle these and do these mm. before you forget some of the thousand that you know like yeah. uh, i forget them sometimes yeah yeah and then sometimes it's muscle memory is insane i mean i'm sure you've seen videos of people with dementia sort of playing the piano like muscle mm. memory is its own mm. its own function it's incredible yeah um, so sometimes without knowing, I'll like I'll remember an algorithm. Then mm. sometimes I'll pay attention and I won't be able to do it. Mm. Um, so I guess yeah, I, you need to sort of stay in practice to remember them. But I don't think I'll ever like figure out how to solve a cube. Like if I didn't do it for twenty years, I don't think I'd be like, oh no, what even is this? Yeah. I just don't know how to solve. I just wouldn't be. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm interested because I've always been sort of bit a bit in practice. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I've never, I don't really know. I'm, but there are a lot of people in the UK that have like not done it for years and come back so I'll be interested to know what they, their mm-hmm. take on that is but um, for me I've never really had too much of a problem with it yeah yeah yeah. that's cool so I was going to ask um, you said that I think you said before we started shooting as well that you, you got slightly into it because of your interest in like close up magic mm-hmm. and stuff there are there many is this a bit of a connection are there a lot of speedcubers are also into card tricks and stuff like this or is yeah. this just a, um, uh, actually, I don't really know many that are into uh, magic I think the only thing that sort of like was useful from magic to cubing mm-hmm. was being able to turn like fast like my dexterity like from like sleight of hand to turning fast but like that was kind of useful mm-hmm. um but that's it yeah i don't i don't know i, I don't know many like magicians that like have turned to rubik's cubes mm-hmm. most magicians who do like the rubik's cube stuff like they don't even know how to solve one most mm-hmm. of the time they'll just like do Rubik's Cube sort of magic. One of those trick ones where you chuck it up and catch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so like you, you can make them yeah. so you, they're like, they're like scrambled on every side apart from, no, or like solved on every side apart from one so then you can like make it look like it's oh, so it and, like, like it. and catch it in the oh, place where okay. it's, I, I, yeah, there are, there are a few ways. Um, yeah. But that, that's what I was initially like going to do and then I just got one and I was just way too intrigued mm. to not learn how to solve it. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Fair play. Okay, so what what is it that makes you so good at this? Um, at this, like, how, how are you so good? Um, I I don't know. I mean, the practice, the algorithms that I know. I think a lot of it is my turning. My turning has been deemed like very like fast. Mm. So like you know, I was talking about how like the last episode in the cube is just to like sort of permute the rest of the pieces. Mm. I I've held like the world record for like executing all 21 of these cases um, in uh, 19 seconds. So it means like every single one had an, it had an average of less than a second for every single one. Mm-hmm. And I just did it all in a row. So like, I did like, just imagine like I'm doing all of them in a row. Mm-hmm. And then I, I did all of that in like 19 seconds. So it was like awesome. solving, yeah. like just, yeah, just like being able to execute like t- stay at a very high TPS for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, but now someone's got some like 18 or something. So okay. I guess I'm out of the game, but yeah. I, I brought it down from 23 to 19 to mid 19. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, like j- during that time in like 2017 to 20, 
21, I guess. Yeah. I was like the main guy for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now there are these kids that come out of lockdown who are crazy fast. And I guess I'm, I'm 19 and my hands might start getting worse eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'm out of the game for that now. But yeah, I, my turning speed is one of the things that makes me, I guess, yeah. the, the best because I can like just execute it super fast. But the problem with that actually, actually leads to a problem with my, like why I'm not as fast as I should be is because I turn so fast that I, I struggle to see the next step. I struggle to like look into the next step. Yeah, really. um, so like, if I would, if I was a turn slower, then I could perhaps sort of see what was going on for the next step, so I could go straight into it and not have mm. to pause. But instead, like imagine I'm solving these two like pairs, these two blocks. I'd go like that, mm. but maybe it'd be faster to go like. Do you know mm. what I mean? Just a bit slower, but more con like consistent mm. turning. Um, so I guess that's quite an interesting mm. argument. Um, have you, have you tried to change back then to a slower approach, or you just kind of feel like you can't resist? Just I mean, I like I that, think that because I haven't actually been doing it for that long. There, there are people that have been doing it for like ten years, mm -hmm. and I think like eventually I'm just gonna be able to. See, I'm I'm gonna be able to do all of it just like continuously and at high speed. Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm just sort of waiting for. <laughs> and there are some like so, some a really cool practice technique which I never really did, which I think is actually really cool is. Um, you do like you use a metronome. You put a metronome on the on in the background, and for every click you do a turn. So then and then you can speed it up. So it means like you'll get slowly faster at turning, but it has to be consistent. Because obviously if you've got if you've got a metronome playing, you have to be always turning. Like you can't stop for a set. You can't pause. Um, so that's actually a really cool practice technique. But I never really used that. Maybe I should have. <laughs> maybe I'd, maybe I'd be faster now if I did. But yeah. yeah okay. So it's practice and your speed. What else? Like how else are you? Are you so good? Algorithms yes. that I know. Yeah, so yeah. Good memory of it. Good uh, time in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I wish I would. I I guess just same as everyone else. I just practiced a lot and mm -hmm. probably at the right time. I was thirteen, fourteen. That's yeah. a, that's kind of the sweet spot. For, I feel like for okay. yeah. for getting faster. Yeah. Um, your brain is just a sponge. You're just like I want to learn all of this. I want to get faster. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I feel like yeah, just the time because like Timon Kolosinski who's current uh, world record average holder, um, which is 5.09, which is crazy fast. Like for an average to solve this, that's insane. How many cubes is that over? Like five, five, ten cubes or something? Do you, how many uh, cubes do you do to pull the average out? Oh, right, sorry, yeah. yeah. So it's an average of five. Okay. So you take out the worst solve and the best solve, yeah. okay. and you okay. formulate a mean of the three that are left. Okay. Yeah. So I think they do the same in like swimming or, or it, yeah, it's, it's quite like a normal way of sort of calculating an average. Yeah. Um, it's made me very good at like, if I just see three numbers, I can make a mean of those three numbers quite well, just because I'm so used to doing it in my head, like when I see an average. That's um, But yeah, so, so, um, so yeah, so Timon Kolosinski, he is homeschooled and he just does hours and hours of practice a day. Mm. And he somehow, I, I've never really had the diligence to just not stop ever. <laughs> um, but he, I guess, I guess he, he doesn't so he can just continue solving and he'll end up doing like 12 hours a day mm. and just obviously that'll make you better right and then Max Park um, this actually is an interesting point he is he's autistic mm. and that could be a big part of it and just the I guess if you're autistic you, you become obsessed a lot, a lot of um, autistic people have obsessions right they like they have this thing they're focused on in their life and obviously his is keeping and um, He's just above everyone else in Cuban. He's like just on another another level. He's so fast. I'm not sure, not sure if you've seen. There's a Netflix document, documentary about him. The speed cubers. Yeah, yeah. So he's in it. Yeah. So that's insane. Um, but yeah. So that, I feel like that could be, that could play a part in the fact he can just solve and solve and solve and solve and not get bored. Because um, I do. 
Um, and obviously, like, I think since I've got older, I have other things to be doing than mm. solving Rubik's cubes. So you don't you don't often see me in my room just solving cubes nowadays. I'll yeah. be doing other things. Um, but yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, how many hours are you practicing a day now? Like, mm. like you say, a lot less than when you were kind of thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Wow. So at the start, like I said, about six hours. Mm. Now, yeah, probably like on average a day, mm. probably like 20 minutes, because, but mm. I tend to do big sessions. So like, I'll, so like yesterday, I actually managed to get in like an hour and a half of practice, but I probably won't do any solves for like four days now. Mm. So it'll sort of like even out, mm. I feel like. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, do, I do get a fair amount of practice in. It's, it's, it's pretty solid. Um, but yeah, I wish I had more time like I used to. But I just, I, don't, I feel like I'm sort of on my way out, unfortunately now. Um, mm. Like I'm, I'm gonna get, Couple more, a couple more national records, mm. maybe a world record. I'm going to continue to be an ambassador because I love that. Mm. I'm definitely going to continue working for the Rubik's brand. Mm. But I don't know in terms of like my like best time, I feel like I'm sort of out of that now. Because mm. I, I used to be able to get like a guaranteed national record every competition, which mm. is like insane. I just like loved it. But now like I've sort of brought them up so high, I can't achieve them anymore. <laughs> I can't mm. get faster. Faster um, yeah. So yeah, but I mean, it's, it's okay. I've, I've had a great run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, but you think you maybe we have to get another a few national records and maybe another you say another world record maybe in something. Uh, I, I'd love to get or, a world record. Yeah. Is there yeah. any specific what sort of thing you're going for to try I mean, to I'd, get that in? Like, uh, skiing is probably a possibility. That one. Um, yeah. I used to be very very high on the like list of people that would like get a world record. Like, yeah. oh, you're definitely going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I sort of quit because I was like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure, and also I just tended not to do well in competition, and it was just too. Too much for me. I was like, I just, I can't. Um, which is probably quite a bad, uh, a bad like mindset. Um, but it's it's okay because I sort of like I, I have I have a better time at competitions now because I just sort of socialise with my friends and mm. they have to have this constantly in my mind that like oh, I need to compete in this event soon. Mm. Um, it's less stress. Um, so yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but I'd like to get a world record in that. Yeah, that's that's something I noticed about that documentary. Actually, compared to other kind of competitive things, it seemed that this this Cuban community is very social everyone's very supportive in competitions and stuff everyone's like lovely if someone gets a record everyone cheers for them exactly everyone's I feel like as well because it's a very individual thing if you get if I get a national record I'm not celebrating because it's the best in the nation I'm celebrating because it's the best for me it's my Mm. best that I've got in competition I think that's uh, yeah there's there's something very unique about the Rubik's Cube community Mm. Um, I love it yeah and I've made such a huge amount of friends from it and like close friends because obviously you see them every month no matter what they'll be they'll be from the other side of the UK but you're still going to meet every month for when you have a competition mm. so like obviously with COVID it means I didn't see them for like three years but I've been able to see them again in January um, and it's, it's, it was just, it was lovely like you, just, you, ha- you meet some really some really great people with it um, but yeah yeah what are what are some of the there are many similarities between everyone in the community like any like Kind of personality types yeah. or anything that, that connects people, or is it quite diverse? Like, what's the, um, what's the, what people? I, mean, like? I think it's for a start. I'm, for a start, is I'm quite anomalous in the fact that I'm doing English at university. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is very mathsy mm-hmm. for sure, and I know it. Like, it's, it's it is a stereotype that people are like, oh, you can tell roots keep you good at maths. Mm-hmm. It is kind of true. I think it's kind of true in a sense that or like computer science or something mathematical, something codey. Mm-hmm. I think like it, they they are they are quite similar. Um, but yeah, so like the fact that I do English is quite different. Um, everyone's very clever. Like everyone's quite clever. I'm. I feel quite dumb. Like around like my friends that, that do this, they're like they're very smart. They go into like Cambridge or Oxford and stuff. Um, 
but that, obviously that's not everyone uh, there's, there's a huge range of people like people that haven't done their GCSEs out they'll be like top in the UK like it, it but I feel like there's in terms of trends mm. um, I'm not because I, I, I definitely I don't want to say that like only smart people can do this because it's definitely not true mm. um, anyone can anyone can learn it's just like muscle memory mm. but um, but yeah I, but I feel like all of us have this diligence for sure mm. we're like we, if we want to do something we'll do it mm. like over and over and over until we're good at it mm. I feel like that's quite interesting mm. um, Either that or people were just bored and just wanted to get good at something. Mm. Uh, but like mostly it's people that just like, yeah, mm. want to just get better at something and they'll stop at nothing for it. Yeah. 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 Relentless. Yeah. What, what do you think hook, hooks you, hooked you initially and, and keeps you going with this so much? What do, what do you love about the cube? Like, yeah, that's a really, because I've never even really thought about that. Um, yeah. That's a good question. I, I guess what hooked me, I think a lot of people they'll be quite hooked and then they'll go, then they'll go to go to competition and be massively hooked. A competition environment is just so motivating, it's so exciting. Um, and it's just exhilarating being surrounded by these like-minded people, it's amazing. Um, in terms of what made me hooked, just like the act, I love the feeling of progressing at something. I do skateboarding as well and I feel like, you know when you like almost getting that trick, you're almost there, like you can see it forming, you can see like, and then the feeling of landing, it's like completely worth like, completely worth all the falls that it took to get to get to, the, to get to that place like when you, when you finally land that trick it's like wow like the euphoria you feel it's all worth it it's insane like the most euphoria I've ever felt was um, being become a UK champion and I, that, I feel like that does make sense because I think euphoria like the amount that you get is based on how long it takes you to get there and obviously that was like five years <laughs> that took me to get there so I mean the euphoria I got when I became UK champion I was like this is the best thing ever, like, it's the best I've ever felt. Um, so I, th I, I kind of, I was hooked on that feeling of personal best, of getting better, of progressing. Um, and obviously competitions, they just really, they help that. Um, so yeah, I think that's the main thing that hooked me. Yeah, <laughs> the progress. If you were to like recommend someone to, to get into it, why would you say it would be good to, to learn to do it? Like mm -hmm. any, just for the fun itself or for any, uh, you know, ways that it could be, help you learn? And do better with other things like why why is it a good thing to learn yeah i i think like again the diligence like never giving up you can apply that to anything in life i think it means you'll be pretty successful if you can do that um uh sorry what was the question again just wondering you know if you were to recommend that someone learns a cube yeah would it be just purely for the like enjoyment of doing it itself or like why why would someone want to learn it could it help them with other things in their life and, and you know other skills and, and yeah you know, I, like, I think uh, that it has some sort of links to like sort of like cognitive skills spatial awareness you can get some sort of benefits from it I think I mean there's not there hasn't been enough like uh, research into that but I definitely think like spatial awareness, spatial awareness cognitive skills you can get from it um, in terms of other things I the friends you make is mm. great. Like going to competitions is great. Um, definitely the feeling of because this kind of is along with like the idea of never giving up, but it's kind of different. The feeling of like failure and then coming back from that because you have to. Like you ha you just you just have to. Like if I just get if I like when I didn't make the finals in 2018, I was devastated. But I wasn't like okay, I'm done. You, like you have to just come back and like try again. And sometimes it will motivate you. You'll be like, oh, I failed. I need to get better so I can so I don't, I don't fail you know what I mean mm. um, maybe dealing with anxiety actually a lot of like Cubans will start like they'll go to a competition super nervous massively, massively socially anxious 
and you'll see them two years later at a competition they'll be a different person mm. and I feel like it's from being surrounded by these like-minded people mm. um, so I feel like competitions are, are quite a big part in terms of the stuff that will like that I, I like about it that, that, will, that I think it's a good reason to get into it yeah um, but I also like it's kind of a stress reliever as well I guess like if you're stressed just sort of doing something with your hands mm. it's kind of nice mm. um, so yeah if, if you're like prone to like anxiety or something like that maybe mm. um, and like dexterity as well I guess you you might get arthritis when you're older, but <laughs> yeah, if, like I think the dexterity is quite quite a good thing. Um, but yeah, I think there are just loads of benefits. But I I guess you got to try to see for yourself and see see what it's like. But like it's not for everyone, but I think I think everyone could benefit from it. To be fair, yeah, I think it's a really cool hobby. Yeah, how how kind of often are these tournaments and these competitions put on? Like where are they in the world? And, and yeah, so yeah. I'm very lucky. I've been able to like travel a lot actually yeah. with it. Um, hope, I, I wish I could have traveled more, but mm. COVID obviously got in the way. That, that was when I was on the cusp of sort of, oh, I can definitely like go to loads, all these foreign competitions and yeah. then COVID hit and I was like, ah, ah. great. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, I was gonna say, so yeah, like they're every month in the UK. Well, they've, that's only just started happening again. Mm. The, the, the first competition since March, 2020, was in January 2022. Like there was a massive gap because of COVID, but now they're happening again. And before that, they were happening every month, and now they're again happening every month. Mm. Um, I'm actually organising one. It's going to be in Stevenage, oh, in nice. April, yeah. or it's going to be in May, 28th of May. Mm-hmm. Um, what's so that, yeah. tell me a bit more about that, about that one. So what's that called? Like the, that tournament and it's, uh, just, it, in? so you 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 just find it on the World World Cube Association website. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. it would be called. Um, yeah, like Stevenage Open yeah. or Stevenage Spring or something like that. Yeah. Um, they they're always called like Open. So yeah. They tend to be anyway. So like if it's in Leeds, they'll be called Leeds Open or yeah, like. Yeah. Um, and then you you have to register. And at the moment, because of the massive gap because of um, COVID, mm-hmm. everyone's itching to go to a competition. Mm-hmm. And like the, because of COVID, mm-hmm. the the competitor limit is low mm-hmm. because they can't have it, like two hundred people in a room, right? Mm-hmm. So that's causing a bit of a problem right at the moment. Like you need to. I remember I like. I um I had I had trouble paying uh, and registering for a competition in West London mm. a couple of months ago, and I finally like I finally managed to sign in and like pay and register at like ten minutes after registration opened. Mm. I was 180th on the waiting list. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was like just wow. stupid. Like there's absolutely no way I'm gonna yeah. get into that competition. Yeah. Maybe if everyone dropped out, then all those people dropped out again. Mm. Then all those people dropped out again. Mm. Then 40 people would have to drop out for me to get in. Like it's stupid. Like mm. <laughs> there's no way. So yeah, it was um, like obviously that's that's a kind of problem at the moment. But they've been dealing with that by having um, series competitions. They're like the same place, same venue, but three separate competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it means they can like space it out, and then there's less likely like chance of this horrible thing happening where like yeah. you sign like you register at like seven oh one like a minute after the registration's opened, and you're like on the waiting list. Like you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, they're, they're every month and they're all over the UK. Yeah. So kind of if if you don't want to travel too far, there's always a chance in within like a six month period you'll probably be able to go to like two competitions that mm. like within like a two three hour drive away probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it also depends where you live. But yeah. And it's all around the world as well, so it's not just in mm-hmm. the UK. It's in. It's also, massive. Is there like a kind of main country for these competitions? Like the US is, like, is US, massive. Is that's the, mm. that's the main. US place. is huge. Yeah. Followed by um, like, is it China? Or China's pr- China is pretty huge the there. UK as well. Um, yeah. I, the UK like. It's not hu- Poland is massive. Poland is yeah, huge, yeah. and they're all so good. <laughs> they're all just like crazy good as well, which like kind of is just amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like they're they're happening some in Poland. They're happening like every week, like sometimes. Like yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, not yeah. every month. It's yeah. like 
very very consistent I mean sometimes in the UK you'll get you'll get one every two weeks so like the odd month but like that's unlikely normally it's like every month but yeah like also like Scandinavia it's pretty big as well so like in Denmark um, I've been to a competition in Denmark and that, that was super fun that's cool um, yeah. been to one in Spain as well Spain was amazing that was for the European Championships that was in Madrid um, so yeah they also like as well as doing these like just like competitions in their own countries every month they do like big competitions like, like the UK Championships or the European Championships or the World Championships um, like, like the continental ones and they're like always massive and people will like travel all over the, all over the world to kind of go to them there's like there's like the North American Championships this right. year as well. I'm pretty sure, and the World Championships is in like, yeah, it's in Korea. I think mm. so. That would be crazy, and I'll I'll have to go. Oh, so that would be yeah, fun. I get to travel with it. That's cool. Um, but yeah, which country produces the best um, the best people? Then is it Poland or USA or China? Like like I, don't, I wish I knew the exact stats. From, like, yeah. I think I think it's probably the US, yeah, but that might just be because so many compete there. Yeah, uh, I think right now it's the US. Yeah, the US has so many. Yeah. So you got Max Park. Yeah. Um, but Timon Kolosinski, who's like also really good, he's in Poland. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then also like the god of cubing, like this guy is like the beast like the guy that was the best in the best in the world mm. has over like 130 world records like mm. crazy good Felix Zendegs he's mm. a legend he is from the he's from Australia mm. but Australia like there aren't many like well now there are but like back when he was like th- like on top like 10 seconds ahead of everyone like the best in the world um, he was like there weren't like that many like really good people up with him there were like a couple like Jaden McNeil and stuff like that but it was mainly just him um, so like you have cases like that where like you've got like this one amazing guy and the rest of the the rest of the country isn't like mm. actually that up with them. Um, but like in Poland, like everyone's really good. In the US, it's huge as well. So it's got like so many people to compete. It's like also everyone's pretty good. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah. Mm. Play. What's the atmosphere like in one of these competitions? Uh, like the kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Um, I mean, like so for example, when, when you're competing in blindfolded. Everyone needs to be silent, so that's that's a very different mm. one. So like everyone's just sort of like waiting, and there's like some whispering, and so you, yeah. always clicking. Oh, that's the main thing. Yeah. Always just like yeah. you just hear that constantly. Yeah. Everyone's there'll be ne- there'll, ne- there'll never be a point when no one's turning a cube mm. when you're in that room. Yeah. <laughs> so like normally they're in, they're going to be in like a big like um, meeting room in a hotel or something. This is pretty much a big space where you can have as many people as possible. Um, so yeah, y- you'll be hit by this sound of cubes um, when you go in and just like everyone is just chatting everyone's like normally you'll be like on a table with like all your mates but you can sort of go to any table and everyone's sort of very sociable with each other and then like the competing area is like all these tables with all these you know the things people like put their hands on and sew them them back down have all those on and obviously you have like judges there and like uh, people that are scrambling at the scrambling tables mm. to scramble your cube. Mm. Um, a competition is like just a great environment. Mm. Yeah, it's really fun. That's cool. You know, one thing I noticed I, I want to ask you on this documentary is yeah, when you when you're on the kind of timer mat and then you finish, people just seem to go straight to picking up another cube and just like yeah. Play I guess it's just like is that just to get out some I, kind of like energy? I what that's is that? a good like, question. I'm always I don't what's know. going on there? Um, yeah. I mean. Because I, I also, I'm guilty of that as well. I guess yeah, it's yeah. just like, normally when you compete, you have a warm-up cube, just to okay. warm up your hands. I think yeah, it kind of yeah. gets gets rid of a little bit of stress as well, a bit of anxiety. Are you just solving it, or are you just yeah, kind I'll of just, like doing a certain thing? Normally I'll just like, go like, I'll yeah. go like, um, just like turning, just, just in like, okay. like the same argument over and over. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. And then I'll lift the cube cover, and I'll do the solve. And then I'll finish, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, just, I, I think it's just a sort of, 
and that's what like yeah. I don't know an instinct to sort of, to sort of grab, grab the cube you can't help you yourself you just gotta uh, also as well if you like make a mistake in the solve you'll want to like set it up on the cube and be like oh like, I could have done this instead yeah. something yeah. like that so like for example if I had something like like in the solve I was like one step two step I'd be annoyed at myself and then like after I finished that solve I'd grab this cube and set up that exact same case so I'd be like this is the case that I had, mm. I could have done this, which is faster. Mm. And that, like that, that's another way people will be like grabbing a cube after they've finished the solve, but mm. yeah. Fair play, that's cool. And I was gonna ask something else, which was, um, yeah, like at these competitions, do you, to keep calm and to be able to focus, do you, is there any kind of like psychological techniques or anything you like incorporate? Do you, um, is, is there anything like this? Like, uh, like when you approach yeah. the table, are you, you kind of like you mm-hmm. doing anything at all or is it is that not um, uh, some people do do that sort of stuff yeah. I remember I actually know one guy I don't know if it, no this definitely did happen <laughs> um, Ishan Agrawal I think it was I uh, can't but he bl- blindfolded world record holder mm-hmm. um, obviously blindfolded you need to clear your mind completely in order to be able to like to memorise these things and then mm-hmm. do them mm-hmm. um, so that's nerves are a massive factor in that event particularly but I mean, to be fair, in every event they're a massive fact. I feel like in big cubes, not as much. In like stuff, in a, in a quick event, they massively like they play a massive part because you need to be turning well and thinking well, mm-hmm. like making good decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, so like this guy, this Ishan Agrawal guy, he like he like got like a tarantula and he's scared of like spiders or something, so yeah. he could like deal with the pressure. And he was like doing blindfolded solves with a spider or like, it was something <laughs> crazy like that. People were like in the competition. They'll go yeah. to quite. I think it was at home, but like to get ready for the competition. Yeah. Um, I didn't ever be allowed to try. Yeah, I, I guess it's like to kind of replicate that feeling of the anxiety of a competition, yeah, yeah, of yeah. the fear. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, I guess I, I, what, something I did a lot at home, I don't really do it anymore. Um, but I tried to, re- I tried to re- replicate an environment by sort of playing like crowd sounds. Mm. Um, and then I'd like sort of like just in headphones, then I'd, I'd get my mum to, ju- to judge myself. I'd, mm. I'd make her be the judge. So I'd be like, I'm ready. She'd lift the cube cover. I'd do the solve, and then it'd sort of be similar to a competition. But it's never quite. It's never quite when you isn't when you realise like when you're actually in the competition environment, you'll be like, no, that's not even that close. Um, some people meditate. Um, I know Timon, uh, the guy best in best in the world for three by three average. He chews gum a lot. He said that helps with stress. I guess it's each to their own. I've actually I've never really personally used anything I, I listen to music before mm. I do that sometimes um, but it doesn't, it's really I think it, none of it really actually helps me that mm. much it just, it's just down to the day mm. it's down to how I'm feeling on the day mm-hmm. um, how much sleep you get I always sleep badly before a competition mm-hmm. um, yeah it's just it's all stuff like that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what do you listen to what music is your go to music before you ooh, um, or anything yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I try to, I try like a lot of like calming music. Mm. I think it, I like like sort of like Afro reggae stuff that just sort of like gets me just like chilled out, mm. like that sort of stuff. I remember once I was like, I want to feel more stressed, so I played like Under Pressure by David <laughs> Bowie and, and uh, Freddie Mercury, which is kind of good. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's just like any music that sort of will, like I'll be into it into it at the moment just because I think it's sort of like reminds me of just feeling calm because yeah. like, I listen to music when I'm calm normally mm. um, so yeah I guess that's the reason I normally listen to it it doesn't really matter like particularly the music I'm listening to yeah. Um, yeah. all the time but yeah 
Are you are you mentally exhausted at the end of the day of any of these competitions? If you're doing it for like hours and like, yeah, because they're like the they're end? a long day. They're a long yeah, day. You're yeah. just competing, and you're like then you're judging. You'll be judging for people. You'll be oh, scrambling. Okay. Yeah. Um, then you'll be with your friends. You'll be having a great time. You'll barely have time to eat. They have lunch. They have like a lunch allocated lunch time during COVID during um, the competition to which uh, you can just go like get a meal deal. That's what I normally do. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm exhausted. I remember well like. After the UK Championships 2019, I couldn't get out of the car. <laughs> literally, really? my legs wow. were just so tired. I was like, <laughs> I, and then I stood up and I literally was like, <laughs> just because yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I just was so mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is mentally exhausting for sure. Mm-hmm. Even just doing it at home for a day, if you, if you do a big sessions, if you were to do like 600 souls in a day, mm-hmm. then you're going to you're gonna feel pretty mentally exhausted afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow, fair. You said earlier about. Um, you think you, you kind of maybe slightly past your peak in terms of records for most things yeah. like that. So, and you're at uni at the moment doing English, yeah, right? In, yeah, in right. London. So, what, yeah, what are you thinking your plan is for the next 10 years yeah. or so, like in terms um, of stuff that maybe isn't to do with the cube? Or yeah, stuff I mean, that is, like, I want st- to stick with stuff to do with the cube, yeah. hopefully. Um, I'm, so, I'm really lucky. So, obviously, the last the UK last championship, ma- championship that happened was in 2019, mm-hmm. and I won. Hasn't been a, a competition like UK Championship since, so I'm still right. reigning. When was that 20, 2019? 2019, yeah. So, so you're reigning champion I've been, right now. I've been yeah. using that a lot for yeah. like it's really useful for like media interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like once I lose that that um, title, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll put that I'll, on the, hopefully on the, if the I, hopefully description I'll keep of the YouTube videos. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks. Yeah. yeah, but like once I if I, if I lose that title, which I will obviously inevitably at some point. Um, I won't be the guy, the go-to guy. I feel like um, for like on-screen appearances, or m- maybe I will for a while because I'm definitely the most like, well, firstly the most known and like the most talkative, like I guess, or like the most passionate, or like I, I I'm I'm quite I'm okay on screen. Like I, I can speak well on screen. I don't get too like I don't feel I feel too under pressure. So I guess they'll want me like on TV like, appearances for a while. Um, but then after that, I, I want to work for Rubix, mm-hmm. like the actual brand themselves. Like when I was um, doing the work experience like a while ago, it was um, just like like a week long thing of just like helping with their like social media, learning about like new cubes that were coming out that like were strictly prohibited, like I couldn't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting to me. And I feel like that excitement will never go with the Rubix cube. I'll always be like, this has changed my life massively. It's been a huge part of my life. Like I have no idea like always like the butterfly effect and stuff. I have no idea what my life would be like right now if I hadn't picked a Rubik's Cube and started solving mm. it. Like, I don't know if I, I probably, because I get, I have obsessions, I probably would have picked up something else or maybe I'd be better at skateboard, skateboarding than I am because I would have like, done that more. But like, yeah, I literally have no idea. Mm. <laughs> um, because yeah, like th- this, will, uh, this will always be a massive passion for me. So I'm going to just, probably just work for the Rubik's brand, maybe like social media, mm. marketing, something something mm-hmm. yeah i want to work i want to work for their brand mm-hmm. because they've helped me as well so much mm-hmm. over the last few years and i want to i want to you know i want it to be like mutually beneficial for us <laughs> where are they based and how many employees do they have and, and yeah yeah it's, it's um, interesting company to work for yeah it's a really cool company yeah, to work yeah. for so when i did my work experience which was um four years or three years ago or so it was a long time ago um it was in Notting Hill, which was really fun. So it was like this beautiful building in like this beautiful office building in Notting Hill, which is where, where I was doing my work experience, um, which is really fun. Um, but now they've been bought by Spin Master. So before they were their own brand, now they've been bought by another brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means their offices have changed. There, are, there aren't any in um, 
in, the, in London anymore. There's one like near like Bristol now. That's where it is. Mm-hmm. And then there's the main offices in Boston, I think. Um, or it's New York, I think. Oh, actually, New York, I think. Yeah, it's in New York. Mm. Um, but it's in, yeah, it's far away. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know if I would work there or not. That'd be exciting. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the, the employees, they've got a few more Cubans on board, which is great. They've got a few more Cubans working for them, which I think is so good for the brand. I think they need that, um, which is really nice. Um, but like that's been changed. That's changed while I've even like been work, like being, being an ambassador for them. They've like had more mm-hmm. Cuban employees now, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, I guess they they've got quite a lot of. Um, I don't actually know too much about the employees and stuff to be mm-hmm. honest, because like, uh, the environments have probably changed so much since they've been bought by Spinmaster. But when I was in the office in Notting Hill, it was just it was only like like ten people in the office. It was like just a load of people. It was like upstairs and downstairs, and there's there's like a main room which is where like we filmed content, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, just like everyone was lovely everyone was just sort of like doing finance or doing marketing or just doing their own thing mm. um but yeah it was, it was a really nice environment to be in as well especially in notting hill like it's beautiful yeah, nice <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and how's your yeah how's your degree going so you're doing english mm-hmm. what do you what, what made you choose that and what are you interested in um i think i chose it to get a degree under my belt essentially just mm-hmm. for that reason um i don't think i'm going to use it particularly that much but i think it's quite a vague quite a broad um, ambiguous degree so I can just sort of apply that to anything um, I did it because I, it was my best subject at A level <laughs> that's mainly the reason I chose it it's one I was I enjoyed the most at A level I didn't really actually enjoy A levels too much and obviously mine was a Covid year so I got predictions yeah, um, yeah. but yeah no, but I, I'm enjoying it at uni a lot as well I like I mean last year I was on campus but there was nothing face to face which was really weird that was a really weird year for me like I feel like or that's never gonna happen again. Well, hopefully, <laughs> touch wood. But like, yeah. like I was at uni, or at the uni, <laughs> I was on campus, but I didn't see a single teacher. I didn't see a single student, mm. like, or like student that was in my course or whatever, um, like from my course. It was just so weird. It was such a weird environment. Mm. Um, now it's obviously a lot better. We have like, our lectures are still not face-to-face, but our seminars are. So I go in like three times a week still. It's like, it's really minimal workload, surprisingly. I guess like for English, they, they, you read a lot. So I guess that's that's where like the workload comes from, I guess. Um, but yeah, still, it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my degree. It's really not bad. It means I can do like a lot of stuff like this. I can get a lot of, a lot of opportunities and I'm, it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't affect my degree too much, which is really nice. Yeah. Nice one, that's cool. We'll probably have to wrap this up soon. Would it be okay, um, Ask you a couple more things, but maybe to see another yeah, um, no one of the other ones. But maybe yeah. which one have you not shown me? Maybe the two by two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, if I mix and that you, one you, up, you can mix up all of them if you want. I could do a little speed run, okay. <laughs> but the five by five cool. takes about a minute, which is. Quite maybe we will look at the two we haven't done. So do the two two by two, and then maybe the um the five by five as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. No so I mix that one up before, or do you just want to go for, go for that one now, and then we'll we'll mix yeah. that one up. Um, Oh, I messed that one up. Wait. Oh, that was actually so easy as well. Do you want to do it again? Let's go again. Oh, I should have done it more over the table anyway. It's okay. <laughs> but you can do the 505 too. Oh, nice. All right, here you go. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no, I messed it up. But <laughs> what do you think happened there? That you I, I missed I miss one look to exactly. yeah. yeah, so I, I didn't plan out. I didn't plan it out correctly in the inspection. Yeah. And the one before, mm. I didn't turn it correctly, mm. even though like, I knew what to do. Still um, very fast. It happens. Still yeah. about two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool. 
I'm going to take a second to scramble this because like, I don't want to leave. So if these blocks, is it? If you leave a lot of these blocks together, that well, can I, make it I mean, easier. it makes it easier, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like, I want it to I want it to be like a proper scramble. If you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Tell me when you think it looks. I mean, yeah, it's, it's already looking pretty scrambled. Good. I think on bigger Especially cubes, five it's, five, yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's a bit easier. All right. So. I'll kind of I'll, I'll maybe go through a little bit because I you know I was talking about how you reduce it. Yeah. I'll do a bit of like commentary while I'm doing it. So, yeah. the first stage. I build these centers. Mm -hmm. So that's just essentially this. I just mm -hmm. build this. Mm -hmm. So now I'll do it on blue as well. Blue. Mm -hmm. And then here's something interesting that I do. I do this is called the Yao method. Mm -hmm. And what it does is I'm m making these edges around it. So I'm essentially already building the cross mm -hmm. before finishing the rest of these centers, mm -hmm. which is um, it's, a, it's a really cool method. And it, it's just quite efficient. Um, so yeah, everyone always, everyone always used to just do like all the centers, then all the edges, but I actually prefer doing this and it's become like the main method now where you solve all the edges first. Um, so now I've solved those three edges and all the center pieces. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gonna just finish off this cross. So now I've got a cross on bottom mm -hmm. and then I'm going to build to these edges now. Mm -hmm. So one edge, two edge, oops, three edge, and then this last edge. Now I've got those on top. You can see like I'm just matching all these, because there are three edge pieces and they're all the same and I need to just match them together essentially. Um, and then do the next one. So now I've just got a three by three. This is just a three by three Rubik's cube. So I'm just going to solve it like I would solve it. Centers just mean that in the middle there's a three by three cube. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the exact same essentially. Yeah. So I'll just do regular solve oh, and it it's is. done. Nice. Yeah. And without, without the instructions, that's amazing. Without the instructions, that would take about a minute, hopefully, you think? Yeah, a minute yeah, on yeah. average. So on average, I'm like 101. Yeah. Or like, so wow. like, I, I'm very inconsistent, so I'll get like a 105, then a 55. Mm -hmm. And it's just like kind of averages out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What advice would you give someone if they want to get into any of these cubes? Like, what, what yeah. tips would you give about getting as fast as possible, as quick um, as possible? I think the world is your oyster, because like, just everything is so accessible. There are so many resources nowadays, like, mm. because it's become so big, especially over lockdown. Um, just, like, just go on YouTube and just, like, look up everything about it, because there's, like, just so much that you can, that you can learn. Um, and just practice. Like, you need to apply this stuff that you're learning, right? You need, like, go on, you can go on YouTube as much as you want, but you're not going to get faster from looking at this stuff. You need to apply it as well. Um, so just practice. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of the, the main advice. Yeah, and like, if it's not for you, then I guess um, go, go, to, go to a competition first because then you might realize it is for you because you meet some cool people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a really cool hobby to get into. I don't, there's any reason why someone wouldn't want to sort of do this, even as like a really small, like part-time hobby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Cool. And you, you're doing, you're hosting a competition in April, you said in Stevenage. Is yeah. Is that through the Rubik's Cube brand or is this just what you're an independent thing? So like? this, I'm, I'm a co-organizer. So like, I'm not a delegate. The delegates yeah. like the highest people and they okay. like, they like organize the entire competitions mainly. Mm -hmm. um, so they'll like make, formulate like the schedule and everything. And mm -hmm. um, because not, most competitions, apart from like the cha the world champion, like or like the championships, um, they won't have all eighteen events because it's hard to fit all of those in. Mm. So normally they'll just like pick a few. So like it'd be common to have yeah two by two, three by three, four 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 by five skew, and then let's say square one and clock, and that'd be a competition. You, mm. Normally you'll, normally you'll have about half of the events at a competition just because there are so many and it's hard to 
kind of fit all those in in a weekend. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's that's going to be organised by the UK Cube Association. Is the one in Stevenage. Um, there's also one in Western Supermare, which is in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 19th of March or something like that. So yeah, I'll be going to that one too. Nice. I ju- just got in. Yeah. Like I registered at like. Actually, I got someone else to register for me because I was going on TV. Yeah. Um, they're, they're at, they, reg- they finished registering at like seven and like 58 seconds. Mm. And I was like, just got in. Mm. <laughs> it's crazy how fast time. these like these competitions like fill up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's good. Mm. Um, and then I've also got one as well, actually, in Farmworth, which is going to be in, mm. annoying to get to. It's in Manchester. Mm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, I'll, be yeah. Go- I'll be going to that as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've actually got a few stacked up. I didn't, yeah. I'm saying out loud, I've realised I've actually got nice. a few competitions yeah, coming few up, things. which is nice. nice. Uh, yeah. If people want to follow you and look at your content and uh, track where you're up to, where's best to, to follow you? Yeah, on so YouTube or I think I post the most on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm always quite active on Instagram, but it's not a lot of cubing stuff. Uh, actually, it is. Like On my stories, I post a lot of cubing stuff. I don't post cubing stuff that often. Um, or if you want just only cubing, it's on my YouTube. Just mm-hmm. my, and they're all just my name, George Scully. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, like I guess that's kind of the main the main two social medias I use. And Facebook is like really good for like cubing content. Mm-hmm. Um, like like all like the main like Rubik's Rubik's cube groups like with like like a huge amount of like people in. They're all on Facebook. So um, I guess you can add me as a friend on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. Those are my main, my main social media platforms that I use. I don't, really, I don't do any keeping on TikTok, only skateboarding. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for speaking, man. It'd be maybe great to so chat much. again at another point because I feel like with the, it's so complicated. Com- yeah, it's quite, it's so quite much hard to describe. About, and, uh, yeah, there's always, there's stuff, always more to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, thanks, yeah. man. It's really great to um, speak to you. And yeah, you're amazingly talented. It's pretty oh, incredible. Thank you so this. much. People <laughs> will love seeing, um, seeing all this. So yeah. thanks a lot, man. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks.